Years a Slave is by Suleiman Suleiman Northup. Um, I have you watched the um, have you watched the movie? Yeah, I watched the movie. I did. Yeah, me too. I just um I wanted to start reading autobiography. Just you know, just start learning more about people. And I watched the movie already, but I just thought, you know what? Let me just hear the book. And it was actually a lot similar to the movie. There's not much uh, of a difference, but one of the things it was just you know when I started listening to it I wanted to stop and then the whole then you know the situation that we've been hearing about um George Floyd and um the other incidents with the other guy where he wanted to go to the park and I remember the um the Caucasian lady had the dog and yes. so that movie had me to actually finish the book you know I was just like oh god I gotta learn you know and it made me realize that it's so important that we learn the history of what's, you know, how bad or, you know, slavery been and, and you know, um, Black people and what happened and, and things like that. And, and that pushed me to finish. Um, so basically what happened to him is he, um, he was fine. He was free. He was with his family. He had kids. Um, he was actually really well off. He was a musician. Um, he was like doing really good. And then, but what happened is he trusted these two guys who basically lied to him and, um, they basically pretty much in the end, in the end took him in different city. And he just thought, oh, okay, he's just getting a, a different gigs where he get to, you know, just, uh, perform and then make money and then he'll go back to his wife so he didn't even tell his wife that he's going with them he just thought it'll be just like a quick thing but in the end it ended up being all down to being sold to being a slave um, and it's interesting because it all started with you know it's, it's like it's like he would say no I'm not a slave my name is and this is what I do and this is where I am and he would say it over and over again and what do they do they would beat him and beat him and beat him until he can't anymore he can't say it anymore that he realized you know there's one thing that I've learned that people change two reasons um, one is pain and the other is pleasure and we tend to change our lives more when it comes into pain so they knew that tactic so they use that pain with him so they made in a way where he would almost feel like he's gonna die they would hardly have any food and then in the end he would be like um you better not mention that again you are a slave you are not free you know so now he eventually learned this isn't gonna get anywhere i'm gonna die i'd rather just you know keep quiet and that is what's been happening to a lot of them you know mm -hmm. where they were once free and it's like all of a sudden they can't anymore What's sad is this is related to what's happening with sex trading. What was the word with um, prostitution? Trafficking, like, right? Yeah, trafficking. Exactly. And mm -hmm. this is more in um, in India, or I mean, it's all over the world. We know that. But you know, or, or it's like when they're taking kids while they're young, and they put them in a like this is a, this is the other books that I was reading before where they will um, put them in a dark area, dark room, and they're basically no food, no, nothing to drink. And they'll say, oh, look, your family's not even here. So they manipulate them like, oh, no, trust me, all you have is me. Or, oh, look, no one's coming. But in the end, they don't realize that you're in nowhere. They will never be able to find you, you know, and then they start believing and then they'll start beating them up until they're like, okay, fine. You know, it's like, I have to be quiet and just follow what they say if I want to survive. And then mm -hmm. all they know is this stuff. 
So with slavery, and then what happens is all they know is to obey, you know, and I don't have anything else to say. And um, I just follow what the, what my master would say. And it just made me think also of, you know, of a plan, you know, where yeah. they wanted where they didn't just only want to control them physically but also mentally like what they believe and and things like that and it was I mean with this book it was sort of similar to that as well they talked about that so it was was like some disturbing things about it like one that I remember is that when they would buy a slave they would literally strip them naked and look at them and they want to look for any marks in the body and that would identify that they've been beaten and if you've been beaten that means you're not good I'm not sure if you're worthy then you know what I mean and it would be a sign of disobedience they don't care what the reason was they don't really want to hear both sides nope the fact that this this is what I see you're not good enough or you probably I, I probably need to constantly beat you you know and what's worse is they use the slavery like against each other or it's like they work together and the end it's like what this person didn't do you know, didn't do what I commanded them to, you um, hurt them or, or, you know, beat them up. So it's, it's like another sadness of, of torture that I've noticed. The other thing um, that was disturbing was, you know, a mother who would, you know, be separated from her children and they seriously don't, like, they didn't care or, um, yeah, so things like that. And the saddest thing... Uh, as the book was finishing, he would be he would be saying that this is not an exaggeration. This has actually happened. And I thought like, subhanAllah, like, because when you, once you listen to the book, you think like, no, really? Wow, has it really been that bad? So now listening, you know, to this book and then knowing the history of, I mean, do you remember the story? It was Bilal where they would literally like, it would be children, like gangs, kids, you know, mm-hmm. would drag him you know in um was it rope uh, and then they would literally was it under um drag him with a horse or or uh, or a camel or pretty much like in the heat drag the body around the area like around a town so everybody knew he was being tortured nobody could have done anything because he's a slave and he's black uh, what do we what can we do you know what i mean and only when later on Abu Bakr Sadiq freed him um only then that he was able to sort of like people were able to defend him talk to him you know things like that it's it's like it's like it's like their hands were tied it's like oh well I don't know him so I can't you know so only the master has control over them so it's it's amazing how the power they had and um and alhamdulillah at least when Islam came it was so encouraged to free them free them if you free them it'll be good I remember this one sheikh um I forgot who he was told that oh please tell the people to start freeing slaves and he had a hard time to tell people that and he waited weeks and the men and the men said things like yeah sheikh why aren't you telling people to start freeing slaves like stop you know using them like that and he said i need to start doing i need to start with myself first and let me get get, get the courage to do it first because it took him time but and once he started doing that then he says my people guess what i did today and then people started freeing slaves, you know, and it it, it comes down to, I guess, um, actions as well. But now if you start thinking about it, it's, it's, we're we're having sort of similar thing where it's a diff- it's a similar type of slavery, you know, where in the Middle East or you know, it's like 
they have all these maids and the way they treat them, ya Allah, the way yeah, they treat them. I heard it's really bad in the Middle East. Really bad. Like, it's not, you know, it's it's so sad. Like, I remember this when um, I remember this one Saudi was telling me about the maid she had, and she's in tears telling me this. She's saying, you know, we've been so good to her. You know, she said she became Muslim and, and we helped us say the Shahada. We taught her how to pray. She started learning the Quran and everything. She's like, and we even went to Umrah. We even took her to Umrah and everything. And right before she finished her contract, she said, thank you guys for being so nice to me. But I was so afraid of coming here and being with Muslim people that I really needed the money to help myself and my family. Um, I only said what I said and I only pretended to be Muslim just so you guys can treat me well. Wow. And that was hard. <laughs> and she was so hurt. She's like, you know, even if she wasn't, I would have still treated her well, well. But it was her thing. Or I met the other uh, maid where she would be like, um, she's like, she's like, I like cutting onions because then I tear up because it's the only time that I could cry because the, you know, the lady took my phone away and said, no, I can't talk to my family. She's like, so I don't have any. It's like, I feel so isolated here. And the way her son talks to me and the way their children talks to me is just so hurtful. And I was like, oh, Allah, it's just so sad. Or, or the other person. Or, like the story goes on. I remember this one. I said, hey, did you talk to your husband yet? She said, no, it's been three months and they won't let, allow me to speak to my family until they know that I'm good enough. And I'm like, okay, well, here's my phone. Here's my phone. Use them right now. And then she took, guess where she took the the guess where she took the phone number from from her hair her hair had a hairband within the hairband there was a little paper and inside she takes it rolls it out and there were a bunch of phone numbers and there's her husband Mm -hmm. and then she tells me please go aside I just I'm scared what if he comes right in and this was in the hospital it almost put me to tears I'm like this Islam should not be like this you know and yet when you see the family they are the most like you know, you look at them and you think, oh, wow, you guys are such good Muslims. And I'm like, but come on, take care of your, you know, your mates. So it is another type of slavery. And, and it's, it's so sad, you know. Um, and then, and then, and then the obvious things of what's happening now and how they're abusing the, you know, the black people. But it made me realize that, you know what, no matter what's happening now, it is way better than what's, what, ha- what it has been you know, where it wasn't just for Blacks, but it was um, racism against women. It was, you know, the fact that it was, it was so many little things, you know, not, not the fact that you're just from this country. It could be just the fact that you're from this tribe, the fact that you're from this family, the fact that you're from this name, you know, it's sad. But one thing I've learned that Muhammad said is racism will always be there. It's something that People, oh, it's, it's something hard to let go, you know, that Muhammad many times did, um, you know, pointed out like, this is jahiliya, this is, this is the ignorance time, like you can't do that, you know, the son of, of the Ab, the son of the black, um, black woman and things like that, like these statements are very harsh, you know, so it's, um, it made me like, appreciate I guess alhamdulillah how far we got but at the same time it made me realize this isn't something that's going to end um, but at the same time the best thing we could do is to just stand for justice and mm-hmm. just not allow it to happen and even if it comes towards us to know that no matter what we need to be patient because it is still way better than what it has been mm-hmm. you know because remember before people couldn't even believe what they wanted to believe 
All these wonderful they countries. Can they can and they can exactly. Oh my God! Yeah, and this is another thing that he had to hide his education because he was able to read. But if he were to tell them that, it would be a whole nother. Like they didn't want them to be learned. You know, in a way, if you think about it, that's what they're sort of doing. The system is designed in a way where education is not really catered or healthcare is not really catered so much for the black people, you know? No, um, there was a, I forgot, uh, there's in Netflix, there's a, a series called The Hundred, I think it's called Hundred Humans. Have you watched it? No, I haven't. I hardly, I hardly recommend it. It's a really good one. There's this one episode about, and so it's about three, um, three, was it two girls and one guy where they basically talk about uh, different studies and there's hundred humans where they basically do different studies and, and come out, you know, a conclusion out of it. And one of them was they, um, what they did is they gave people some like fake guns and had people just come up and basically they said only kill, you know, only shoot that particular person. Um, and what happened is, so automatically there would be a child coming in and there'd be an old person coming in and then there would be a black person coming in and then they would be the target they're supposed to kill and what's sad it was like oh my god it was like more than 90 percent. it was like a high number of people accidentally killing the black person it's and what's and what was sad is that black person they knew he was one of the administrative who would, you know, welcome them in and make sure they're okay. So after they realized that, I remember this one girl, she cried. She said, oh, my God, I didn't mean to do that. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. And the guy would say, oh, that's okay. And it was real. And it's like, and, and they talked about that where it's like even with, um, they made another experiment where if there was this one black guy and there's one um, and, a, and, a, and a Caucasian guy with the exact same problem exact same scenario and everything who do you think deserves more of uh you know punishment again they gave the black person so it's like that bias is there and i was like oh my god that experiment is is crazy so um yeah it's um i guess not to lose hope and at the same time know that it exists and at the same time we just do what we can you know be that you know, there's always good people in this world, and we just need to be one of those people, not those who increase in this evil thing, yeah. but sort of be the one to decrease it and make those feel um, better. No, definitely. Yeah. There's so much injustice. And it's, it's deeply rooted, even it's in every system, like the education system, to the workforce, the discrimination's like all over. So it's like we're aware of it. But it's gotten to the point where it's like enough is enough right now. And I hope, inshallah, it, there's a change that comes out of it. Exactly. Yeah, inshallah. Mm-hmm. I hope so, too. I hope they really do um, do something mm-hmm. about the police force, law enforcement, along with even mm-hmm. educators. Because educators are the ones that really, it's unfortunate but they're the ones that kind of tell like kids you won't make it or, oh, I'm surprised you got an A, you know? And it's like, I've had that in school where I've like my parents didn't speak English. So I can never tell them, hey, this person's lying. You don't understand (laughs) because they couldn't Mm -hmm. speak the language. So it's like trying to, like what's good now is 
I knew that I could be something. So it's like, I would always want to go back to my high school and tell them, hey, I actually graduated or I did this. Even though you told me that I should just stick to like college level courses and um, I can never be, I can't be higher in academia. But it's very unfortunate. I've noticed also like with Noor, I mean, she's what, four years old at that time um, in school and most of the her classmates are all Chinese mm-hmm. um, Asians. And I, there's only one person who's a, a little boy that's black and, and maybe like some Arab, like one, no Turkish, but literally, you know, so Noor was like, she started to question about her color Mm -hmm. and I don't know why she's so observant at this age um and she would say oh you know that person he's so dark like you can't even see his eyes sometimes or she'd be like oh I'm so dark and I'm like why would she you know why is this a concern right now you know Mm -hmm. and and I'm like okay I'm I'm like and what's wrong with that you know and I'm like that's how Allah created you and that's how Allah created him and that's how Allah created your dad that's how luck created me and i try to make her think like you know whatever people tells you it, it doesn't matter because in the end we didn't choose who how we look like mm-hmm. you know it's, it's allah who created us and he's the one who chose and i like to link that with the pregnancy i'm like Noor. i'm like okay so um i don't know how Allah's gonna create the baby is he gonna make the baby really dark i don't know it's gonna make the baby really light i don't know will his eyes be this allah is in control so we'll see when it comes out, you know, making her realize from the beginning, it is not our control. So whatever people tell us after that, it is their opinion and let it be at that. In the end, Allah has mentioned that, you know, that Allah has created us in the best form. So we are beautiful. We are perfect. We are who we are supposed to be. It's just this group of people who decide, nope, we choose not black, black or not live where they are you know the minority and blah 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 yeah so mm-hmm. and it's definitely man-made it's definitely obviously the whispers of iblis is subhanallah so it's um it's always you know it's like you know how it, our whole motive as a muslim is to enjoy good and forbid evil yeah. right so and that's and that's i feel like a mission that we all should strive for um, mm-hmm, definitely but it's funny because it's like in school when you're younger people used to make fun of you having a big butt or big lips and then now everyone wants big lips and a big butt it's just it's hilarious yeah and it changes yeah like maybe this now later on it's like oh i want a curly hair and i want this and then it just changes it's just so it's never there's never satisfaction it's always something to be unhappy about no definitely subhanallah with everyone right some people want to be tall some people like being short it's like we're never satisfied this world is filled with worry um, you will only not be worried only at the time when you go to heaven, when you go to Jannah, the only time. Other than that, whether you're rich or poor or in the middle or this or healthy or not healthy, you're always worried about something. And that's life. No, definitely. And that's expected. Definitely. Yeah. But it's good to know that right now it's not slavery time. Alhamdulillah. I don't. <gasps> Yes, yes. we're not in that, but definitely there's a lot of changes that need to happen. And we definitely will fight for it and try to do our best to change people's ignorance. That's 
the goal. Yeah. And then and in the end, it's not, it's like we still need to be grateful, alhamdulillah, that we still has, we have come a long way. Yes, definitely. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. And we will get better, awesome. hopefully. This is good. You will. Inshallah. You have to be hopeful. Awesome. Okay. Till next time. <laughs>